It's another Tuesday evening on 97.3 City FM. And guess what? It's time to talk technology. But then, in a very interesting context, the context of podcasts. You're welcome. This is City Trends. My name is Philippa Sean and you're welcome to CT Trends on 97.3 City FM. Today we are talking about the ecosystem and the economy of podcast. Why you should be paying attention to that podcast conversation and where you actually stand in terms of whether you can actually make a revenue out of it, a living out of it, or just, you know, listen to it for listening's sake. We're going to be discussing the ins and outs of what it takes to actually make a podcast, why you should consider it as a serious alternative to making some, you know, financial gains for yourself, and what the, you know, the tricks are potentially and you know basically the trends and the tips from across the world you can be a part of the conversation if you join us using a whatsapp number and telegram number 0549-986-996 alternatively however you can also join us on twitter using the hashtag c-i-t-i-t-r-e-n-d-s that is city trends so get onto twitter use c-i-t-i-t-r-e-n-d-s and stay in touch with us alternatively also as well like i said you can message us on whatsapp and telegram on 0549986996 well podcast yes indeed something that at a point in time a lot of people felt it was just for the bougie um who have iphones or probably some very sophisticated smartphones and people walk around with headphones or earphones on and they're listening to some people rant and rave about one thing or the other well it's it happens to be that it's a, a very big deal globally in case you don't know well, we'll be going deeper and deeper into that conversation today i have in the studio um two gentlemen donald Ayi, who's um co-founder um of the gold coast report uh, podcast network and Cyril Afeku, who's also the co-founder as well. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you for having us. Um, I was saying that this was weird because usually you guys will be in doing the interviewing um, of your guests on your shows. I know, this is exciting. <laughs> it's a nice change. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm welcome. Welcome. Um, so for the uninitiated, um, for people who have heard, you know, something called a podcast and probably don't know what exactly it is. Mm-hmm. Let's break it down. What exactly is a podcast and what what fits into the general framework of a podcast? So the go-to example we usually go with is it's YouTube but audio. And that helps people break the barrier. Got it. So you have yeah. video on YouTube. Mm. That's podcast. We are audio, so people get to record. It's offline. Mm. You can listen whenever. You can access it whenever. And more importantly, anyone can upload and start a podcast wherever. And that's it? That's it. Wow. Yeah. So 
like you said think of youtube videos but then the audio version of that exactly is that why we predominantly see quite a number of podcasts having like a video component component or something of a sort Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's also because people like visual people want to see people hear you talking they want to see hey what's philip What's his expression when he's saying this thing right now? Right. What's going on? So video ads are elements of engagement that people enjoy seeing. Yeah. But, but then, like, it makes me wonder, like, don't the lines get blared at a point? <laughs> you know, like, what is a radio show and how does it stop being a radio show and become a podcast? At which point, for example, does spaces come into the conversation? <laughs> does a space qualify as a podcast if it's recorded and uploaded onto a platform? Like, you know, it just seems like the lines are so blurred all the time or like mm-hmm. they fuse into each other really interestingly. And I'm just wondering, where do we draw the line currently? Because... I'm I'm not sure if there can be a line in the first place. <laughs> I'll start and I'll have Donald um add to. Right. I think radio still very much is live. So mm. as you are speaking, your lovely listeners are listening. They are listening to the conversation right now. Podcasting is still very much I record, I take time to edit and then I put it out. Then you have technology bringing in things like Twitter spaces that's blurring the lines as you are pointing out because people having conversations on Twitter, it's live, it's not quite radio. But then they record some conversation. So is that still podcast? At this point, I guess a third category would be recorded conversation. And that's what that is. So it's it's getting the line. At this point, the Venn diagram, Charlie, you That's crisscross to each other. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, so I think in addition to that as well, with podcasting, you have much more freedom in terms of the kind of content that you can curate. Because I feel like on radio, there are certain limitations in what you can say, what you can't say. Mm. A lot of podcast conversations are pretty much unfiltered. Mm. And so they allow people to have different kinds of conversation and express themselves in different ways. In addition to that as well, podcast episodes are kind of everlasting in the sense that once it's uploaded, I may not have listened to it when it came out, but a month later, a year later, I can come back and still have access to that episode. Yeah, I mean, okay, so so let's say I have this show, yeah. right? This is City Trends. Mm-hmm. It is available as a podcast after the show. Yeah. So what you're saying is, in that category, it is a podcast. Yes. And in this framework, it is a radio show. So those are sort of like... It's like Schrodinger's audio. It exists, but it does. <laughs> you know, um, but I mean, yeah, I, I, think, I think I understand where you're coming from. Um, and Yes, of course, like the lines will forever be blurred, you know, because technology just, you know, blurs the lines for quite a number of things. And, and so that's, that's pretty understandable. But, you know, for, for someone who um, is listening right now, probably, you know, is just too busy to even bother. Do we have a podcast listening culture in Ghana? <laughs> I, know, I know this is a question that comes up quite a lot, but mm-hmm. honestly, really, truly, I mean, when I look, for example, at the the data behind the listenership for city trends mm-hmm. yes majority of the people are coming from ghana but then you know quite a number of them like 50 percent or so are coming from outside the country so i'm just wondering what is the appetite like you know because you guys operate like a very very popular podcast and i'm just wondering the appetite levels of of, of podcasts in ghana what 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 is it like Okay, so when we began, <laughs> when we began this whole podcasting thing, at that time, the, I would say the culture wasn't really existent. Um, people knew there were a few people who knew about it, 
a lot of people had podcast apps on their phone like if you are using an iphone by default the app is on the phone and a lot of people in search of more space were choosing to delete that particular app because at that time podcasting was not something that was popular that a lot of people knew mm. certainly not in ghana mm. you know but obviously it was popular elsewhere you see so when we started that was the hurdle that we had to overcome or go through the awareness of podcasting so that's something that we did we, when we started our podcast shows we, we had a little bit of engagement and we dedicated our time and efforts into growing that community you understand because you engage with people you get their feedback and then you incorporate that into what you're doing identify their interests and then you create content based on that mm. and then little by little the interest grows they also tell their friends about it you understand so over time we grew that community and now we are able to do live events and we see a lot of people come to these events so that's evidence of the audience that's growing and the community that's growing you know around these uh, podcasts yeah, so, yeah. From, from what you're saying quite a lot of it is built organically yes I mean, for us, it's been primarily like organic growth. Mm. Yes. Mm. And 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 for just sake of argument, someone is listening right now wants to start a podcast, and is is caught between, you know, this organic growth, which obviously takes a lot of time <laughs> yes. and yes. a lot of work, because you know you will have to build you know a community around it. Yeah. How 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 are they, how are they supposed to go around? I mean, Philip, you answered the question. The beauty of podcasting is anyone can start. Right. The challenge of podcasting is anyone can start. Mm. So you kind of have to have a compelling enough topic discussion. You would have to build your personality. Uh, to make a comparison, you have CTFM as a media property. Yeah. And by virtue of that, you already have, let's say, f- listeners, followers that are paying attention to the new shows CT is putting out. As a new podcaster, you don't have that platform. You don't have that property behind you. So you kind of have to first start, get better at it. People start listening to you. Oh, Charlie, I listen to Philip's show, Daily Trends. It'd be, it'd be nice. So don't they go listen to him. I'm picking up a friend. I'm playing in the car. Somebody is now converted. <coughs> so it's, it's a very much a slow growth. But podcasting, that's the magic of it. Because in a year or two, you get good at what you do. Suddenly, you have this awesome community that are listening to you. And like Donald said, you can now start having events. These are ways that you can also monetize what it is that you are doing. Yeah, let's do I'll be I'll be coming to you later yeah. to talk about the fact that currently as we speak, there are close to two point five million and more than seventy one million episodes in Apple Podcasts directly as we speak today. Mm-hmm. How how you how you break through that noise. I'll be coming to you. <laughs> I'll be coming to you on that. But listeners, you're still tuning in to 97.3 City FM. This is City Trends. And we're having a conversation about the world of podcasting. Um, and we will also be getting into the conversation about how you even make money from it because it obviously takes quite a bit of work, you know. But And so if you're going to put in that much work, I mean, it should, you know, it bring in some, some benefits. So how do you go around that? But, I just want to also get from you guys setting up mm-hmm. setting up is such a big issue because now everybody wants to buy like these really my amazing condenser <laughs> mics and have all this soundproofing and like is that is that where it begins from like which which one comes first conversation or the gear when we first our very first episode which no one will ever hear <laughs> was in was in my living room and was on the phone and was us testing out okay this is what a structure an outline looks like this is what a recording looks like 
we then had access to a studio space so our grant that we had some opportunities so we had access to a studio space and that's how we started our first three shows after the whistle free your mind the other room the next year uh, a team reached out to us sincerely across so Kwame Asante and Josephine T they started recording Joseph as a host was recording in his bedroom he would go into his wardrobe and record into his phone five years down the line that show is now the number one podcast in Ghana so the point is just that it really is it sounds simple but it's really Can just it about say, starting you make it sound really simple no because the, I mean a cupboard is not that simple <laughs> <laughs> get a carpenter but the price of plywood I understand but to be honest I equipment can get you confused because mm. they're expensive there's always a better mic to buy there's always a better camera to buy that's a gear idea you can spend money yeah. on the gear but the important thing is the conversation you are having and the community you are building so once you can lock that in people will forgive bad audio if they like what you are saying mm. you could have the mm. best crystal clear audio if you ain't saying something that's appealing to me i'm not listening so mm. you kind of have to have that balance mm. That's a very interesting take on it. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that because it's it's a struggle for quite a number of people. You know, they, they see things, mm-hmm. they hear things, <laughs> and, you know, I, I want my podcast to sound this way and I want my podcast... You know, so it's always a struggle to decide on yeah what you even want to s- set off with because there's this notion that once you set off on this path, you know, that's the path that you probably have to be on till you know yeah. kingdom come <laughs> i just I think i think i kind of spoke to that in the beginning in mm. terms of like podcast that's the beauty of podcasting like it gives you the opportunity to express yourself in your own unique way and podcasting what it shows is that there are so many other people there who are on the same wavelength as you who are like-minded you understand so once you put out that content there the people that engage with it that's when you see that oh you know what there's actually many more people out there who are also interested in the kind of things that that I'm interested in. You understand me? So, yeah, yeah, I think, you know, that's where the value of uh, podcasting is in relation to the kind of content that people struggle to put out. How important is the team behind the whole podcast conversation? Because now, people don't do podcasts just for podcast sake. You know? People are doing podcasts to actually make a living. And so how important is is the team right from the kickoff? The team is massive because even at the Gold Coast Report, like we have a we have a pretty we have a pretty big team because there's so many different aspects to podcasting. There's editing, there's uh, if you are doing video, then you you know you're going to need someone to shoot that video. If you know in terms of outlining for the episode, you might need some help in putting together an outline in deciding what kind of topics you want to put out there's also the uh, uh, business of marketing Mm. social media marketing you know um, finding ways to connect with other podcasters and stuff like that so sometimes yes you 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 do need you know a team behind you because for us in the beginning our team started with our own friends you know when we first like Cyril mentioned when we decided to do that recording that somehow give us the confidence to you know uh go forward with this i don't know how but (laughs) you know once our friends came in and they sort of acted as a support group Mm. you know and we're able to delegate certain um aspects of you know the whole podcasting thing and you know one way or another we're able to you know get it going so yes we do have a big team behind us now 
uh, we have people who do graphic designing we have people who you know, shoot the videos we have some people who edit or some people who come up with show outlines things like that so yeah the team is very important wow. Wow. and i'm guessing from the kickoff you probably don't have all of that mapped out in terms of all the various bits that need to be put in place who does this and who does that most often than not you just start with doing yes, most of it yourself yes, yes. Then, yeah. for and us then, we started we forget a lot of this out on the way when hmm. we started it's not like we knew straight away that okay someone you have to like with ed- even editing like it took us some time to you know <clears throat> get really good at it there were so many different aspects that it took time for us to get you know good at so yeah we didn't figure it all out from the beginning what are Ghanaians listening to <laughs> Ghanaians are very very in tune with um their daily life Ghana- i feel like Ghanaians are very very much in tune with their daily lives the conversations that they are having every day at work on the streets in in cars you know that those types of conversations or spaces are the kind of is the kind of contents that Ghanaians like to consume mm-hmm. as far as podcasts if are if, if yeah. i was an investor for example and yeah. i was looking at investing in the podcasting space yeah. i mean obviously good conversations would drive everything but are there any particular areas that Ghanaians enjoy to connect with you know like food or i don't know mystery if there's any podcast like a mystery podcast or something like are there any particular topics that Ghanaians typically gravitate towards or do they just consume depending on what the podcast host wants to wants to serve i think um again Ghanaians are multifaceted we are a a blend of people Mm. so everybody and what they like just speaking to gcr because at this point we are just referring to our data um looking at our top shows i mean obviously there's sports because this country just loves sports. Just <laughs> so do. After the whistle uh, takes care of that, we have Sincerely Accra, and they are more like Donna was touching on. Sincerely Accra is really just what are Ghanaians, in this case, maybe what are young Ghanaians talking about. So, how much do the university students get after graduating? How much, uh, just all these interesting conversations that come up and you have with your friends is what Sincerely Accra <coughs> aims to uh, touch on. Then we also have uh, Sex and Sanity, it's a sex positive podcast. Because Ghanaians, in as much as we do claim to have this veneer of morality, we do enjoy knowing and learning. And we gotta know. <laughs> exactly. We gotta know. And delving into that. So right. it's probably those top three for us. But then we also do have general discussion podcasts like Free Your Mind, where essentially it's a space for people to come, let's loose, rant, and speak to issues that are frustrating or on their mind. And then we also do have, let's say, our women focus show. Because again, women do form a sizable population of this community, the society of ours. And the reality is there are certain conversations that is best had by women and directed by women to women. So, yeah. There is a very interesting interplay between offline and online engagement. Mm. And I wanted to find out how you guys, or what, how, how you've gone around sort of managing that you know on, on your end but listen you're still tuned in to 97.3 city fm we are having a conversation around you know the whole podcasting um ecosystem um um what it takes how to survive in it the financing which we'll get to in a bit and right now we just want to delve into the bit um specifically about you know the offline and the 
online engagement. It's one thing downloading a podcast, and it's a completely different thing meeting someone who listens to your podcast and then figuring out, you know, what are the things that you like and things like that. And I think sometimes it's important to pay attention to those because it has its own way of, you know, generating um, conversations even on, on, on your shows. But if you are interested, we are having a conversation with Donald Ayi, co-founder, and Cyril Afeku, who is a co-founder of the Gold Coast Report, which is a podcast network. So basically set up to just give you amazing content that you listen to on a daily. Well, so once again, just wanted to find out from you guys, offline and online, how do you, how do you work that out? Because most of the content that you create is available online. Mm-hmm. But obviously there's a part of that offline connection that's really, really important. Helps either with marketing or whichever. How do you work between those two? I'll, I'll start and then okay, go on. I think the fact that you asked that question, I think speaks to your experience in radio because you very much understand that at some point there has to be that interaction between your listeners and then actually seeing your listeners. And to that effect, that speaks to why GCR started uh, Mosaic. So back in 2019, we had, and I think we can go on record as saying, I know we had the first live podcast show in Ghana. This is back in 2019. I believe this might be the case for West Africa as well. Uh, this was us also realizing that, hey, all these numbers that are seeing listeners, who are they? What right. do they look like? Right. What's their profile? How do we get them in the space so that we get a sense of who our community is? So this is where live events play a very vital role. Obviously, we had COVID the next year, but then we had the opportunity to sit down, essentially re-strategize, and we branded it to Mosaic. The idea being, have it be a more full-on event. So last year, we had over 400 people show up to Nubuke to listen to their favorite GCR podcasters go on stage and have a conversation. And just talk, right? And just talk. And that is that actualization of this is our listenership, this is what they look like. So that's that interplay. And obviously, as you mentioned, in terms of marketing, if you, Philip, were representing a sponsor, you now get to see their profile in person and it makes things a bit more tangible because like we said top of uh, when we started, podcasting is still new. So there's still a lot in terms of convincing, in terms of showcasing, that we also will need to do on the marketing side to assure sponsors that, okay, this is what this is, and this is why this makes sense. This conversation about sponsors, though, yes. you know, it's, it's obviously crucial. It is. To the financing conversation. And how does it work in Ghana? How has it worked for you guys? Because, <laughs> like you said, like we, we spoke about, it's a very new field, more mm-hmm. or less, People are still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think I'll start from um, what he was saying with regards to the you know us building communities through our live events. Mm-hmm. In as much as um, it's very very important for us to engage with our community directly, it's also very important for our community to also engage with each other and grow because that's how we grow. Because they both they all share their podcasting experiences and then they share it with other people. Who may not necessarily be in the space you understand me so as the community grows that is when sponsors also begin to take notice because right. the reality is with sponsors numbers is a numbers. numbers game for them you understand me so as the community grows they take notice and they say okay fine if you can bring this com- this number of people or this community together in in this space then for us there's some value in us engaging with your community you understand me so um, with us, who are a podcast network, where we have a bunch of different shows, 
based off of different um, interests or subject matter, um, we are able to align with the different sponsors based on you know what their brands are about and what our podcast shows are about. Are those difficult so conversations? Oh, they are very difficult, especially when we started. When we started, when the awareness of podcasting was not necessary, yes, it was quite low. Mm. It was a very tough call. I do. I remember a vividly a conversation we had <laughs> with a particular, uh, you know, a brand where the marketing was it the head of marketing or something. It was like so we had we had a presentation. Yeah. We talked about podcasting was we showcased that you could access it on any platform. So we had to hotspot and show Spotify. And then the country director asked that uh, I think someone on staff who apparently was the tech genius of the office mm. come in to verify what we were saying. A man comes in and says he doesn't quite know what we are talking about, but he wants to go home and talk to his wife, <laughs> who apparently at home is the tech the genius. <laughs> so it came down to her. Obviously, we never heard back from them, so clearly, wife, he so, said, nah. <laughs> I was like, you know, if she doesn't know, then Charlie, yeah, that's it. No Forget then. it. You understand? Yeah. So for us, yeah, it's, those conversations were tough in the beginning. Oh my but god! But the good thing is that now, like we said, you cannot, you you cannot run away from community. You cannot run away from the evidence of a bunch of people coming together because they engage with something. Understand so over time, as that community has grown and the people are beginning to see it, then the brands have no choice but to you know pay attention and then see what that value represents for them. You know, I mean, it you know, on radio, I mean, everybody yeah. or at least quite a number of people have a radio set or mm-hmm. can listen to it on your phone, yeah. if it's a feature cars, phone, especially yeah. in the cars. We typically don't have that for an online audience. Mm-hmm. in terms of a podcast so you typically have to have it on a smartphone connected to your audio something like that yeah you know and i just i just wonder how how do you convince like a sponsor because yes there is that on one side there is mm-hmm. clear evidence of the number but you have the demographics on the back end you can see all that data but then on the other side there's a numbers game mm-hmm. at play here and that's just like you said that's just the reality of it yeah. you know how how once again do you go about conv- if i am <laughs> if i am someone who's like how do you go around convincing someone about that because if for example it's a live, live event i have 500 people showing up mm-hmm. that's that's good potential yeah. but i'm guessing that you know someone who is looking at spending a hundred thousand cds two hundred thousand CDs in excess is looking for probably much bigger numbers mm-hmm. how do how do you even go around having that conversation with them and convincing them to believe in the pod, the gospel of the podcast. The gospel of the podcast. I like that. I'll, I'll borrow that from you. <laughs> I think there are some qualities to podcasting that we try to argue to marketers. For example, once you record an episode, do not mention this earlier, it stays online forever. So there's right. a value to the number of audience you are reaching. It continually grows. Yeah. It's not that when I listen to your ad, that's it. Mm. I keep on hearing it when there are new listeners coming in. We also do try to essentially talk up the value of the audience. I I suspect you listen to a fair number of podcasts. Most of them range between 30 to 1 hour. You are listening for that duration. There's a parasocial relationship you build with the podcast host. You kind of feel like you know the person you are listening to. When that person suggests something, you kind of feel like, "Mm, I listened to him for all, all these many hours. He says, try this. I might as well. Exactly. So that's that quality. Podcast might not necessarily have mass, but again, depending on what the topic is, 
because for example we have a podcast that's focused on parenting so the host is a older older lady she's in her 50s she has older kids it might be a smaller listenership but maybe for a brand that wants to target parents who are possibly considering setting up bank accounts for their kids their kids and are focused on maybe expenses and that kind of thing that's a quality audience like you cut through the noise in terms of it's not just 200,000 people you are getting parents yeah that's exactly who you are getting. Mm-hmm. So you cut through mass advertising where you hope it's like broadcasting seeds. You are hoping that it falls on fertile land. In this case, we are telling you, this is them. Reach them directly. Yeah. And the rest really is up to you as a marketing manager. I mean, hey, your product has to sell itself. There's only, there's only so much you can do. <laughs> I'm giving I'm giving you a space to, to sell. The rest is really up to you. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really interesting because um, you know this show has been on for an odd eight years and. It's just interesting that, you know, when the show started, I think this was like posting on a blog type. Yeah. Then, you know, discovering all these other platforms that you could, you know, circulate. And it's that platform conversation I want to have with you guys. Okay. Um, what platforms, you know, work best if you're working from Ghana as a, as a podcaster? Platforms like what platform for hosting and um, sharing? your content okay, so social like you mean yes like if there are okay. any you know platforms that you typically share your podcast oh, okay. on mm-hmm. you know from from a ghana perspective yeah. or works or what works best okay um i think uh we kind of followed a similar trajectory when we started we wanted to write but then <laughs> it was very tough. <laughs> <laughs> it was very tough to get people to write consistently Charlie. it, was, it yeah. is actually fun story tough. we started out wanting to be a blog website. It turns out talking is easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I could believe that hundred exactly. percent. So yeah, I mean for yeah, so the podcasting thing, you know, it, 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 it proved to be a much better like, way much to execute. Easier. Yes. <laughs> way to execute this. And so that's yeah. the that's the way that we went. But in terms of um on social I I feel like on platforms right now, I think Twitter is probably our most engaging platform. Uh, because over there that's where we are able to share most of our links and people engage with us through comments repost our posts we post videos we post um, uh, audiograms so like you know snippets of the audio as well mm-hmm. um, we post pictures artworks mm-hmm. things like that on Instagram we're able to do a lot of that as well video artworks and stuff but Instagram is set up in a way that you can't really talk much it's more about showing what you're up to Right. And so on Twitter, you're able to give more in terms of you know, text, information, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Facebook, we do. Facebook is also a very good platform to you know share your content as well. Mm. Um, uh, I think now, obviously, TikTok is now <laughs> ruler supreme. The wave. Yes, if you are trying to hit a certain demographic, Gen Zs. Yeah, I think TikTok is a very good way to go. Mm. Um, Snapchat as well, but not so much. Right. But yeah. Uh, so I would say, yeah, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, yeah, TikTok. Which hosting platforms have worked best for you? I think, to take this, I think there are lots of them and they also require fees. Hmm. And giving the price of the dollar to the CD. It's we, not very fun. It's not very fun. <laughs> but there are services that are free. So right. there's Anchor that allows people to just hop on for free. You record and then you go. Obviously, the goal will be as you get better, you just start exploring the other options to see if you want to go for a paid service. But in terms of, I want to record, I want to put it out. 
yeah, Anchor, Anchor and probably one or I think it's Red Circle, one or two yeah. that allow you to just yes, record and put it out for free. Yeah. So Anchor and Red Circle. Yes, please. The two most recommended. It's free at it's that free. point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else. <laughs> the price is free. <laughs> so far as you want to make sure you put content yes. out, Anchor and Red Circle yes, are, are your best. But then there are also the players as well. Mm. You know the. Um, Apple Podcast players, uh, Spotify, Google players as well. So depending on your preference, if you are using an iPhone, the the Apple Podcast players are already installed on there. So people just use those. But then now I think Spotify is also growing in you know Ghana and Africa in general as well. So a lot of people are also using Spotify to mm. listen to podcasts. Mm. And then there's also Google Podcasts. But us, uh, the Gold Coast Report, we have our website with a web player where you can just play our podcast directly right. from the website right. so you know for us that's also a value we are bringing to our listeners as well so if i understand this yeah your your content is it hosted on any of these hosting platforms yes it's available or? on all of them right. pretty much but you can also listen to the on podcast the on our website as well yeah and just to touch on that a bit a reason that's the case is because when we first started what is Spotify? What is Apple Podcast? Mm. It made things a bit easier to just say you just go to the website and then press play. Mm. So from there, if you see the Apple Podcast logo and you recognize it, then you can click it and then you can go to the app. But otherwise, it makes it easier to just route everything to one location. Mm. Yeah. And 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 when you say that, it makes me want to ask, how much of a challenge was it training your <laughs> listeners? <laughs> You know, training your listeners to... Who said they didn't train us? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, obviously there's a bit of education that needs to happen. Yeah. You know, and I'm just wondering how you guys went about that. I think when we first started, we used to lament that, Charlie, it would be nice to have like a mass marketing budget so that we could just say what podcasting is because there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot of that that we needed to do. That said, I think there's been a, a knock-on effect because as podcasting has grown, it's now become... I don't want to say pop culture. People who consume worldwide culture understand to some degree mm. what who or what the popular podcasts are. Ultimately, Ghanaians then go, oh, is there any Ghanaian podcast? And then that's where hopefully you fall to a GCR podcast and then you discover us. So that has been sort of like the growth trajectory. The people who already been listening are making noise. Mm. The people who are discovering the top podcasts in the world now want to listen to things from Ghana and then they find us. Yeah. It just fits into the whole culture. And also in our channels, our own channels as well. Like on the podcast themselves, we do give some call to actions. We we do like encourage people, like we give tips. Okay, you know, follow us on this. If you want to listen to more episodes, mm. subscribe on, you know, these apps and then you can get notifications whenever there's a new episode. Mm. On social media, people send us comments asking questions. Oh, where can I follow the show? What can I do to stay up to date? And then we, you know, as much as possible, engage, respond to all of the, this mm. feedback. So mm. yeah. And now, and now, ladies and gentlemen, um, if I may, please have your attention. We are going to get into the money conversation. <laughs> this is a very important part of it. And um, um, yeah, if you don't like money, um, you know, that's your problem. <laughs> but is it profitable? <laughs> does it does it make sense to pursue it as a career drop all things and follow your podcast dream or if you have resources behind you can drop all things and follow all things <laughs> <laughs> but to be just have an honest conversation it's very much a, 
I don't know, does it even count as an industry at this point? Mm-hmm. It's still very much us trying to carve out the space and get people because it's a two it's a two way game. You need to get listeners on board and we need to get sponsors and brands aware of this medium that allows us to connect the conversations our hosts are having with the audience that we are building. So I do believe and that's what's something that Donald and myself work actively because we do have quite a large team in terms of the number of shows we have. Mm. And these guys and wonderful ladies are putting in insane amounts of work. It's not paid. They are giving up free time. When we first started, we used to meet every Saturday. That was an entire weekend gone for the year of 2017-18. Lost friends because you couldn't show up for things. People have put in work. So we also do feel obligated to work out how to get them paid. It's down the line. It's looking better when we first started that's for sure mm. but to solely live off your podcast right now I, no don't do it tough. it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough <laughs> unless you have the resources because also yeah. it's one of those things like you need to build it to build it without earning income it's a lose-lose you need to still be earning some level of income to invest in the show build that audience base attract sponsorship and live off it Right. see so yeah if you the money already they actually come in <laughs> i think i think for us in as much as you know so has said all that i think for us this is something that we chose to dedicate you know our time to mm-hmm. and i said even as much as we understood that this is not something we are going to start living off of anytime soon mm-hmm. i mean we're hopeful but it's something we intentionally chose to dedicate our time to so for us what has been spurring us on has been the progress we've made over time right understand because we started recording in a studio we were not putting out any video content at all we you know didn't have certain people on our team we are now putting out video content we now have certain designated members of the team graphic designer video editor things like that we are doing live shows at the we didn't even know how we were going to execute that in the right. beginning yeah, understand? Right. people are asking us oh when are you going to do this this show we want to see them more we want more video content from them to the point where even now we are considering actually you know doing more video content you understand in a way that is um as um as free as as uh, consistent as our podcast content content as well hmm. you understand? so for us it's been these milestones that, that validates, yes, that validates our interest and engagement in this space. In terms of yeah. consistency as well, yeah. um, what's the advice to someone who's doing the listening who wants to understand how often I should put out a podcast, how many times a week, etc., etc.? Yeah. You have to pick a schedule and stick to it, pretty That's much. It. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are telling your listeners that you're going to release a new episode every day, just make sure that every day at if you say you are going to release the episode at 12, <laughs> make sure that every day at 12, the episode is ready to go. Mm. You understand me? If you say every week, make sure that every week on whatever particular day at what time, make sure the episode is available. If it's bi-weekly, if it's monthly, just stick to it because you'll be surprised. We've mentioned the value of podcasts. Podcasts are such that people can engage with them whenever they want to. Mm. So people often try to uh, fit them into their schedule. I mean, not someone want to listen to your podcast in the morning on their way to work. Someone wants to listen to it while they are working. Someone wants to listen to it after work. Maybe because they are going to sit in so much traffic. 
So for him, that's a way to, you know, while away the time. Mm. So if you are posting anyhow in the day, how does that person fit your podcast in their schedule? Mm. So it is very important for you to make sure that they know that this is the time is coming out and then they can plan around that. That's, yeah. that's, that's very interesting. Wholesome advice. I'll just say that don't try and do every day. <laughs> Yo, every day. Uh, okay. Unless it's a full time. Unless it's a full time. It will kill you. Um, yeah, so um, we're going to enter into the conversation around trends. Um, what's happening globally that, you know, within the podcast space that we should be paying attention to. Okay. Um, but listeners, you are still tuned in to 97.3 City FM. And this is City Trends. We are having a conversation with the co-founders of the Gold Coast Report. That is Donald Ai and Sarah Feku who are joining or who are in the studio with me. And we're just having a conversation around the world of podcasting. Um, basically trying to figure out, you know, if you're going to start one, this is what you need to know. And this is what you need to listen to before you set out. Um, so, yeah, what are what are the trends that we should be paying attention to, and what are the things that are interesting you guys as as a podcast network? Um, obviously, you know, considering how young the industry is mm-hmm. in Ghana, you know, you guys are basically at the forefront of helping to shape it. Yeah. You know, so what are some of the things globally that are interesting to you that you feel you know we can infuse into what we're doing here? You know, and what are some of the things that we're doing here that you feel we can chuck out of the window and, you know, move on? Um, I think podcasting is a large industry. Mm. Like, globally, you can see the amount of money that are being spent. Uh, this year, Spotify signed, what's her name, Meghan Markle, right. to an exclusive podcast deal and paid a lot of money for that. These are the sorts of deals I think Ghanaian podcasters and African podcasters as a whole are anticipating looking forward to mm-hmm. it's funny because when we think about our culture i mean i remember social studies we are an oral tradition it, it feels like something that should be ours it feels like something that we should just have a natural affinity to affinity to in terms of starting creating and also consuming so it's going to be interesting to see what podcasting looks like in the next couple of years because you do have major players like spotify who are being a bit intentional in terms of what they do on the Africa landscape, mm. so it should be it should be an interesting next couple of years. Yeah, I think that for us, one of the main things that we say with what we are doing is we want to amplify Ghanaian and African voices, and I think that more and more, you know, young Ghanaians and Africans are finding their voice and want to express themselves and are looking for different spaces to be able to do that, and they are finding now that podcasting is that kind of space and like Cyril mentioned um, uh, podcasting as an industry is becoming a multi-million dollar one and you are seeing that spillover effect into Africa in general I mean one of our in fact uh, um, our most popular show and the most popular show in Ghana right now Sincerely Accra just won a grant from Spotify and so you know this is Spotify coming to Africa to and and record yes and looking for you know, that space. They are mm. looking for that community, that mm. podcasting community, and they are finding them mm. because Sincerely Africa was not the only show picked across Africa from Kenya, South Africa, you know, so many other places, you know, they found it's showing that it's also growing in Africa. When are we going to have a cheap podcast show? Next year. We can go on record for that. It's funny because, again, GCR is myself and Donald and we do have, like, like he mentioned, there are other smaller teams in the video, but it really is... This is admin right here. 
And one of the challenges or one of the things we wanted to do, I think two years ago was, we do want to be intentional about local languages. Right. We do want to have something in Tree. We do want to have something in Awuza. We do want to have something in Ga. We do want to have something in Inewe. It's, it's how we speak. It's our language. Mm-hmm. And again, speaking to the oral traditions, it's a very cool way to preserve our language. Because that podcast that runs for three years is going to be, this is how Gaon was spoken during that period and it's encapsulated. So it's something that we are quite eager to get going next year. So how, how, how do you think you'll be taken? Because, I mean, obviously most, quite a number, I don't, I don't know what the percentage is, but <laughs> quite a number of podcasts globally are basically in English. Yeah. And I'm guessing it's just because, you know, English. It, it's just an international language. Yeah. Having a tree podcast, a Hausa podcast, a Ga podcast, you know, I think how would it fit into that that <laughs> fabric? Yeah, I think for us, like it is actually very very important for us that we create podcasts to suit where we are from. Mm. I'm not saying that you know we are limited to where we are from. Of course, we'll create shows that hopefully people from different um, places outside of Ghana and Africa can engage with. But it is also very important that we create shows that you know tell um, that amplify African voices. And also um, uh, sort of tell our stories as well. You understand? Because going on a little tangent here, you watch them come here to do movies and tell our stories. You understand? And we are not the ones telling the stories. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like the you watch those things. Charlie, this accent. You know, this the, the, the generic West African accent, <laughs> man. <laughs> you see, so it is very, very important that we create more and more spaces mm-hmm. where we are telling our stories. You understand? So if we are speaking our local languages and telling these stories in the way that, you know, our local languages, you know, make them. I guess make them better or something like that then for us yeah that, that's that's good for us really. you, you you mentioned about um, um, the 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 award the mm-hmm. podcast yeah, yeah. you know the um, grant yeah. the grant that you received T- tell, tell us about that how did it come to the team you know what does it mean for the team as well um, I'll start in Donald you can take it like Donald said I think is a validation of efforts because and maybe this is speaking to the wider Ghanaian culture sometimes it kind of feels like until somebody outside recognizes efforts internally nobody really they see you it sucks um maybe it hurts a bit because there have been a fair number of doors that we've knocked on in terms of trying to explain what it is we are doing trying to be as open and honest as possible in terms of showing what growth looks like Mm -hmm. we aren't there yet but we believe with your support we can get to xyz that said the Spotify team launching in Africa last year, they've been quite intentional in terms of wanting to champion all things audio. So obviously you have your artists, so you can see the efforts put into, you know, Black Hole and the big names that we listen to by the Spotify music team. They also do have Spotify podcasting. And they are now also in town, also trying to push and promote podcasting. So validation of efforts, anything else to add? No, I just think that... Um once uh, they they came to Africa with you know an aim to identify you know different podcasters and see what the <clears throat> podcast community or growth look like in Africa, and I think they did a good job of going into like different countries and then doing their research on you know which people to engage with and identifying which shows were doing well and stuff. And of course, I mean they also have the numbers as well. Mm. So once they came to Ghana, 
you know, one conversation led to another. And then finally, we're able to engage with the team. And to be fair, I, I think we've had one or two uh, conversations with Spotify in the past. But I think uh, for the first time, this was a much more concrete one. And like you said, validation of efforts. And I think, um, yes, they were happy with what Sincerely across the show has been able to do over time since they started. And yeah, I think... What, what, what does it mean for the other podcasts within your the network. Um, the network as well i mean it's I, I feel like it's only it's a good thing because people are also encouraged by you know that recognition of efforts um all the shows on our network are doing their best to you know i guess grow in their own space like you mentioned like we mentioned before the different shows have different um different interests or different uh, communities themselves you understand me so the Growths might not all be on the same, you know, wavelength at the same time. You mm. understand me? So that doesn't mean that, you know, um, they are not growing. You see, so it's just an encouragement that look, this space is legitimate, and Charlie, um, the efforts will be recognized over time. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> just take encouragement for for that. Yeah. My last question to you guys before we wrap up on the show is, how do you maintain talent? Because obviously. Uh, when someone starts tuning or listening to a podcast, they, like you said, mm-hmm. they have a certain connection with the with the host. It's it's a challenge that radio also shows, face. yeah, you know, um, often face as well. And so I just wanted to find out from you guys how you maintain talent, how you grow talent, and how you prevent them from leaving. So, funny enough, I think when we first started, one of the things that we wanted GCR to be was a space where people could come and create because. We don't think we own the monopoly on good ideas. Right. So actually, we don't so much as hold talent. If anybody wants to leave, they leave in terms of shows that we haven't created. But what we do is we are very intentional about outlining the opportunities as a network we present. The effort that Donald and I put in is seen on a daily. So I think if you ever wanted to start a podcast in Ghana, we are probably the best team to work with because... We've pretty much seen and gone through or are going through any of the problems or challenges you are facing or will face mm. at that point. So mm. that is the selling point. We want people to stay, not at gunpoint. Yes, we <laughs> want to work with you. Whatever your dream is in mm. terms of the goals and targets for your podcast, we will do our best to get you there. Mm. Yeah. So, so, no, sorry. no, go ahead. I was just going to say, essentially, we've done our best to become the resource the resource that we needed when mm. we started. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's what I was trying so to say. So, from what you're saying, if someone has a podcast idea, they can literally just come to you guys, yes. sell it to you, mm-hmm. and you can help them grow it, maintain it, you know, do whatever. The request became so frequent. <laughs> no, like, but, but last year, to speak to the last year, we launched what we call GCR Labs, essentially serving as an incubator. Right. Actually, the resources, we don't have much, but we figured silver and gold, none do I have. What I have, I can give, which was the knowledge base we had. Mm. So last year, we had about 25 people apply. 13 people responded to the email. After that, 13, only three people actually showed up for the meetings. <laughs> Charlie, at that point, we, we can't force it to come. <laughs> we can't force it to come. So those three people are the ones who have their podcast up and running. Right. There are challenges because we can't give them the full attention that we give our shows, but at least we are able to offer some level of help. Like Donald said, be the resources we wish we had. So that's an opportunity. That's, a, that's another avenue. 
it might not be okay maybe philip and i we like your idea so much we take you on full time but that shouldn't be the end of it if, just because we can't help doesn't mean we can't support in some way yeah all right, all right. well i mean it's we don't have quite a lot of time but um i just wanted to find out from you guys any final word before you you sign out um or we sign out on the show yes um i want to invite all the lovely listeners november 26th come experience what a live podcast show is if you've never been if you've listened to sincerely across sex and sanity after the words of freedom mind or any other podcast show that's on our networking like you know what i want to see what a live podcast is so have like a live audience the conversation happening get tickets mosaic.listen to gcr.com only a hundred Ghana cities you know times are hard so Charlie we are keeping it super low at this point it's just to pay for costs and everything shout out to our sponsors uh, Jameson Ghana believing in us Afreports also one of the key uh, what do you call it podcast partners in Africa as well Aya Tickets uh, Jamja Fika Tea House and I am Adinkra like they believed in what we were selling and despite this last shaky two three months <laughs> They still stuck with us, so we greatly, greatly appreciate I mean, it. Um, when, when you mention people like Kaya Medinkra, then I know, yeah, we're, oh, we're in a good space. Yes. We're in yes, a definitely good yes. space. Um, Donald and Cyril, thank you so much for making time on the show. Um, I do hope for you, doing the listening, have at least understood where we are right now when we speak about podcasting in Ghana. At least you have an idea of what your next step should be. Um, if you want to start it off, like they said, just need to have a topic need to have a focus and just go for it mm-hmm. so many platforms for you to host it on um so many ways for people to connect with you and 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 have a listen but then like they also said there are ways by which you can get support to make sure you grow your podcast if that is what you want to do it's been a pleasure coming your way thank you so much um for the thoughts and the questions also that came through on whatsapp um the show will be available as a podcast first thing tomorrow morning. Um, so please do um, take a listen and, and share, share. Please share, keep sharing. Uh, my name is Philip Ashon. Until next week, stay techie.